0: Hello, thank you so much for joining us. This is your Friendly Reminder podcast. It's your weekly friendly reminder of what's going on around the world, uh, what's going on in our lives, and everything in between. Uh, My name is Gus, and as always, I'll be your host for the evening. Uh, I do have my two dear friends here with us, uh, Daniel and Sam. Thank you so much for joining us. Daniel, how are you today?
1: Good. How are you doing, Gus?
0: Doing pretty good. Uh, Happy to get started again. Sam, how are you? I'm doing good as well. Sounds good. Well, we do have a lot to talk about. Today is July the 23rd uh, as of the recording. Uh, but before we get started, I do just want to mention uh, to our lovely listeners, our dedicated listeners, that you may have noticed that last week we did not have an episode. Uh, it was not due, due to negligence. I do apologize. Uh, unfortunately, the curse of technical difficulties struck, uh, and we did sadly lose the episode. Um, we may uh, talk about those subjects in future episodes, but for now, we're, we're just going to move on and just tackle what's going on right now because there's really a lot to discuss so i mean just to get started the first order of business it's really what's going on the the troubling reports going on in portland oregon uh right now um really something that uh started to develop last week uh i believe thursday was uh uh was when the reports were were starting to come out of, multiple reports of heavily armed uh, federal law uh, enforcement officers um, dressed in camouflage, um, operating unmarked civilian vans, uh, detaining uh, protesters. Uh, And this really, you know, this brings up a lot of questions like, who are they? and why are they doing this (laughs) (laughs) and
1: why don't they stop
0: yes and Uh, is it legal what they're doing um so again multiple reports coming out uh stating that a lot of protesters were detained um for prolonged periods of time were questioned uh, sometimes really in what seems to be in a very off-the-book manner Um, these these officers are not really well-identified or hardly identified at all. There's been some reports that they do have, you know, it states that it says police on on their vest or, or um, in their jackets, but no particular um, badge with an ID number that identifies them individually. No agency?
1: No idea no, what agency they're from? No agency, no... They're wearing military fatigue, so for all, you know, and carrying... Military weapons, so
2: they look like yeah,
0: and in fact, there's been some reports about some of the protesters saying there's hardly a way for for the protesters to be able to differentiate them from just really any kind of right wing militia uh, dressed in the same kind of military fatigue. I mean, all of this is very, very troubling. The Department, um, uh, the Homeland Security Secretary, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, uh, the acting, I should say, uh, Homeland Security uh, Security Secretary, Chad Wolf has stated that these are officers of the Department of Homeland Security, uh, specifically from the Border Patrol, but also other agencies. Um, and you know, this is at the behest of uh, of President Donald Trump, who obviously has decided that this is his law and order campaign. And this is this is what he's going to do. Um, he's he's not just going to leave it up to um, local officials or even state officials. Um, he's going to use this department of um, his department, what he views as his Department of Homeland security, uh, to dominate the streets as, as he mentioned, uh, so, you know, about a month
1: ago. I guess if you watch these videos, they are, they are harrowing. Um, you're, you're seeing people pull up really quickly, jump out guns pointed at, uh, individuals who are not armed, um, uh, individuals who are away from federal property where these soldiers allegedly have jurisdiction, but, um, certainly, they don't have jurisdiction off of federal property, whereas a lot of these videos are shot. Um, they're grabbing people, dragging them away. People are screaming after them. Um in one video, uh, the 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 one of the uh, DHS officers who grabs the the protester. Turns around, points his gun at the camera, and says, "If you follow us, we will shoot you." (laughs) Like this is these are this is literally stuff you would see in war movies um, happening on American streets uh, to American protesters and demonstrators. Um, And again, their hook is, "Well, oh, we got to protect the courthouse. The courthouses, um, the courthouse is getting graffiti on it. It's, it's you know, there have been some broken windows, and there's been so so you know, we have to have." um an all-out assault where we're black bagging people dragging them off the streets like it's, it's an insane reaction and it, and you said you brought up uh trump's law and order stick he's always babbling about law and order um i don't know if you know just just to contextualize this a little bit a week ago trump pardoned uh his best friend roger stone <laughs> um he pardoned him for committing all sorts of crimes including lying to congress and committing intimidating witnesses um and, you know, now he has the gall to say, well, this is about law and order because there's graffiti. So we have to be able to smash people's uh, faces in with rubber bullets and drag them off the street because, you know, they broke a window. <laughs> and again, it's not, and you're looking at these videos, sometimes people just standing there, like there's no, and, and a lot, and most of these people, none of them have been charged with any crimes because if you look at the statute that they're actually using as a hook, the only way they have authority over this is if people are committing felonies on federal property. I don't know if you know this, but graffiti, breaking a window, those aren't felonies. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so these, this, is, this, is, uh, this is just lawlessness and authoritarianism. So, of course, the entire right-wing media apparatus is excusing this, is calling this, well, this, this is normal, yeah. We just got to stop all these, uh, you know, this uh, unrest with, with this... Uh, it, with basically the army what amounts to the army um anyway it's not i, I don't like to i don't like to sort of uh, enter into a debate about this issue because it is a issue where people are getting dragged off american streets in the back of vans of innocent people people never charged with a the crime they're not mirandized they're not you know told while they're being arrested the governors are trying to get them out the oregon senators are trying to get them out portland's mayor and city commissioners are trying to get them out Certainly so they haven't
2: the been
3: released out. yet
1: well no, they're no, trying no. to so they're trying to get trying the to get the, uh,
0: the officers out the, the officers uh, out oh,
1: there, yeah there's no there's no um there's no record of people being all, all of this stuff is off the books like there there are no records of people being charged so we wouldn't be able to say whether everyone who's gotten out has been released because Unless you, unless you know, you know, we've caught all of it on video, and then they match that up to people who've been released. That's the only way you can tell. Because as far as I know, not, you know, none of these people are really being charged because, again, they're not. There's, there's no crimes here. They're, not, they're not able to get yeah. these in, into any type of crime. So they just are arresting people for being out. Uh, they gather. They're basically trying to get them to go away, and it's, it's actually having the opposite effect. Is that, as you might imagine, uh, Portland's, I believe it was Portland's mayor that came out and said, you know, violence was, go- you know, there was le- much less uh, uh, rioting and it much more peaceful demonstrations until this started happening, until Trump sent his thugs in. And, you know, maybe that's, that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's Yes, gonna...
0: there there has been uh, reports about um, an increase in the number of protesters um, going on. Because of course, I mean, rightfully so, you, i this is not a way to to quell dissent in, in any way, um, especially not not in 2020 when all of this uh, goes you know for lack of a better term goes viral immediately. Uh, and to, obviously, this this is in Portland. There's there's a, a large uh, number of individuals, or a, a large group of people in Portland that are not particularly fond of, of Donald Trump or the uh, the right wing movement. Uh, so to to just Try to respond with just in general, to just try to respond with even more force than what you've been doing previously is just a complete misunderstanding of the situation, completely tone deaf, uh, beyond Unless the fact tr- that it's Unless also he's... extrajudicial and possibly illegal. Yeah. Oh, and and
1: in my opinion, in a lot of these cases, it's very straightforwardly unconstitutional arrests because there's no Probable cause or warrants that they're getting—they're just picking people up and they're, call, and they're calling them uh, temporary detentions. So oh, these aren't arrests. So you, you've just been temporarily detained for 24 hours or whatever. It's 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 double speak. It's 1984
0: double speak. Um, yeah, that, and there's is, already been. Arrest. Yeah and as you mentioned you know obviously there's there's been a lot of excuses coming up from from uh right wing sources but also from prominent members of the Republican Party um as well you know our our favorite senator tom cotton has just come out uh, just a couple of days ago and compared the protests to confederate insurrectionists
3: um Well yes. really? <laughs> so he should like he yes. should
1: like them shouldn't he shouldn't he want to build statues yeah. for like them and and
3: talk, you would think
1: them just completely gratuitously and yeah you would you would want to
0: think he he wants to talk about how they represent our heritage yes, um exactly. Donald Trump had himself which I don't want to say I'm appreciative but I think it 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 just makes me uh it makes this whole situation easier to to process because he always just says the quiet things out loud um oh, yeah. he's he, and this is an ongoing um an, an ongoing uh, project and an ongoing program. I believe it's called Project Legend is, is, is what they're calling it, where th- this is gonna roll out to other cities. And Donald Trump himself said, uh, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Detroit, Baltimore, um, they're all run by liberal Democrats. Uh, we're gonna have more federal law enforcement there, that I can tell you. So, <laughs> I mean, just the fact that he's saying, yeah, these are these are cities that are run by Democrats, Makes it pretty obvious what his intentions are. Um, he sees this as his police force. He sees this as as this, this these agencies, this department, this specific department. Chad Wolf himself, he sees the all of them as his um, his tools to be able to crush whatever protests and whatever um, whatever dissent uh, comes his way, and he's not shy about it. He's he, Again, he's saying the quiet things out loud, and what's particularly scary is not only does he have a um, a large faction of the media trying to make excuses for him or downright just say it's the right thing to do, but he does have prominent members in his party that are still unable to say no to him, and I mean, they probably don't even want to. Tom Cotton has always been presented as this quote-unquote smart
1: Donald Trump, which yeah, is well, to say he— Tom Cotton was in the New York times saying send federal troops in to, to quell these quote unquote insurrections. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead.
0: No, that's fine. That, that That's a good point. And it's, it's striking to me, right? Because all of this, I don't want to say it stems from um, the protest that, that began after the murder of George Floyd uh, per se, That's it's, all of these are, are, sometimes different conversations happening all at once but when um you know after the tragic murder of george floyd as well as other um tragic murders of, of uh, african american individuals um obviously there, w- there there was a movement around racial injustice um obviously black life lives matter um, really did grow during uh during this time of unrest uh rightfully so uh it's always important that we consider that to be a conversation about racial injustice but through that it also uh, another conversation grew about the relationship between law enforcement and communities um the as well as the state of policing in america um and a lot of people expressed concern, expressed and rightfully so, because it 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 was justified throughout a lot of, well, a, a lot of 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 the uh, response to the protests by by law enforcement, um, a lot of tear gassing going on, a lot of escalation, um, a lot of, and th- obviously. Obviously peaceful protests that were disrupted in
1: a very violent manner. And it, so, it, it, go ahead. Sorry. I, well, I was going to say the the funny. Th- I mean, maybe not funny. I think they they think that this is going to make it better. It's the same. It's the same kind of thing as Trump is doing writ large by sending just, just fascist police to 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 just arrest people for you know jaywalking uh, because he thinks oh this will just make it better if we just arrest. Everybody breaking these minor rules um there's there's a tendency to to want to uh go after people for 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 spray painting and for destruction of property wolf statement even said um you know he talked about property as if it were this holy thing he said the city of portland has been under siege by a violent mob, while local political leaders refuse to store r- law and order. And what he's talking about is each night lawless anarchists destroy and desecrate property, including the federal courthouse, and attack the brave law enforcement officers protecting it. What he's talking about, and you can see this in the videos, is that there's spray paint on the federal courthouse in Portland. And he's saying, "This is you know, these lawless anarchists are spray painting the federal courthouse, so now we have to do this. This is just war now. Um, which is just an insane over overreach Uh, and you know, something that I don't think even the worst Trump critics would have thought were actually going to happen. Maybe not four years ago, if someone said there's going to be a very uh, legally illegal, unconstitutional law enforcement apparatus, answering directly to Donald Trump basically playing fascism in American streets, I would say well first I might say, well you mean American police and then we might get into back and forth but this is this is beyond even the things that the local police are willing to do. the local police want these guys out most of the time. right Well um, that's
0: that's what I mean. I mean the, when when I mentioned uh, about how this this started a conversation about policing in America, uh, it's a large movement saying you know we have concerns. About yeah. how about the relationship between police officers and uh, the community. Um, and despite that, this government has decided that the best response to that is well, why don't we just create this secret police and they'll, they'll show them how it's done. They'll even show the uh, local police officers how to quell this, uh, this disruption, uh, which and it's having,
1: yeah. it's having the opposite effect, off. Yeah, of,
0: co- of course it's having the opposite
1: effect, but it's also honestly further validating the protest. It's, it's like when the cops walk out there and there's a group of people protesting and someone throws a bottle at the cop, so they immediately start firing rubber bullets at them. Entire crowd to disperse them and fire tear gas as if, yeah, this will uh, calm things down. <laughs> and of course, it's not. All you're doing is escalating it. And that's all the police have been doing in these situations, escalating it. And this is just another escalation. It, it, it's, it's actually kind of impressive the lengths that people are going to justify this and to call it okay and cool. Um, even in. You know, supposedly liberal outlets like the New York Times uh, publishing Tom Cotton saying, "Bring," you know, which is what Trump essentially did, is bring the federal troops in to quote-unquote quell this insurrection of people spray painting courthouses. Uh, um, it's it's kind of amazing, actually, that that this is where we are in only four years. Four yeah, and, and fascist rioting
0: in the
2: streets.
1: And it's amazing that,
0: despite the fact that there's been a plethora of evidence that none of this is actually helpful in terms of of quelling the protests, and in terms of definitely not in terms of reaching out to the community and try to alleviate their concerns, um, it's it's a double down on failure. It's 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 refusing to to understand that this is not 1968. This is not, you're not just going to law and order your way out of this. Uh, And when I say law and order, I actually don't mean actual law or actual order. I mean the idea that Donald Trump is just going to be seen as a strong man that can quell whatever protest comes his way. This is not that. I mean, give Richard Nixon credit if you want to, but he did a far better job of messaging that um, that type of position than Donald Trump is now. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Donald Trump has looked like a very weak president in in the face of this. He's looked like somebody that doesn't really want to address the concerns, doesn't have a way to actually speak to the American people, um, and obviously still desperate for distractions to be able to turn things around when it comes to to the polls that he looks at at every single day. And the fact that that has to come at the expense of people's right to protest, uh, their civil liberty, I don't understand how you can still be in in a moderate lane and somehow try to justify this.
3: I mean, when did Trump actually... You're saying that he's, you know, doing these things, but when did he actually seem like a real president? I mean, never. He's always tried to make it his own way, and he's just going to keep doing that.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: I mean I he's he's a creature of habit. Like it's in his nature to to go down these authoritarian paths. So I wasn't expecting rationality from Donald Trump. At this point it's I'm not looking to him for to to change his mind. I'm looking at everybody else to be able to to come to a realization and I know they're not. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have any illusions that Tom fucking Cotton is gonna all of a sudden wake up and be like, "Oh no, democracy!" Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he he clearly doesn't
1: give a shit either. But it, it, uh, it, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Go. Well, I was gonna say it reminds me a little bit of the concentration. The the. Uh, the quote-unquote concentration camp debate that was we had a little while ago you know before trump was elected there were a lot of people saying trump is going to come in he's fucking hitler he's going to create concentration camps he's going to start blackbagging people on the streets and you had a lot of people say no i don't you're being alarmist like you're this is this ridiculous and donald trump syndrome yes yeah this is a trump derangement syndrome and you're going to go in thinking that uh you know this is and a lot of Republicans said, the, you know, the when the concentration camps said in I'll be the first one there, you know, saying no <laughs> or whatever. You know, when they start grabbing people off the streets, I'll be the first one there. Those same people today, where are they when they were concentrated concentration camps thing happened they were like well they're not really concentration camps and here's all the reasons they're okay and now they're like well they're not really secret police and here's all the things that it's 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 the intellectual dishonesty of some of these people is, is incredible it's like yes the things that even the alarmist people said at the beginning are coming true and you're still saying yeah you're being alarmist <laughs> like it's it's or incredible. they, or they just want to deflect to a different thing. I mean, they'll they'll
0: bring up, well, what about the riots? You know, what about the yes. the, the buildings being burned down? What about the small businesses being burned down? Man, and I uh, saw and then, of, uh,
1: windows being broken. And yeah. Things being set on fire. And that means I need a boot to step on someone's neck. That's what. That's just the feeling I have as an American. Someone needs to die, or get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> or a window got broken. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or, or somehow, you know, we we get ourselves thinking that, oh, well, you know, I mean, if we just didn't riot or if we just didn't actually loot or, or anything like that. And it's like, so to me, it's like, well, of course. Like, yes, no, nobody, are, you know, I don't advocate rioting or looting. I do not want to see it. It does not bring a smile uh, to my face. But when you bring that up as if somehow you think the solution is for the community to just be calm and just to be orderly, then you're clearly not looking for any kind of long-term solution. Uh, what you want right now is, is for you to live about your life uh, like you did before. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that the main message that from the very beginning is that for a large amount of people living their life like before Trump was still hell and it's even more hell and they're getting to a point where they're they can't live like this anymore. Uh, and if we wanna address that, we can't just tell these people to calm down and to not, not engage and, and to protest the right way. We have to actually meaningfully address the issues that they're speaking about. And none of this does it. In fact, it doubles down on what they're saying. It doubles down on the fact that if, if, if you can't actually go out and, and protest and, and practice your civil rights, then what what do you gain from being orderly and from being quiet and from being going about your life you well
1: it really does seem to me sometimes that um, certain americans have in this idea that they are free because there are 300 different kinds of oreos at the store and it doesn't matter if people are being black bagged and that they're concentration camps or any of this stuff or roger stone is being it has been committing crimes for the republican party for the better part of three decades and was pardoned by the president none of that matters because uh you know um this is Fact, i completely lost track of, <laughs> of what i was about to say that yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's it it's complacency. It's, it's being comfortable with your life. And because you get to enjoy that it's easy. It's easy for you to kind of just diminish, uh, the injustice uh, frequent injustices that are happening to other communities. Um, yes. and really that's usually when I hear, oh, you know, like if only they just didn't pro if only they just didn't loot or riot, it's, it's coming from people that live in very comfortable, uh, environments. And that's great. You know, like that's what i wish for everybody that's I, I the people that if you know we're talking about the people that are actually protesting injustices and and somehow that leads to to rioting and looting if they're tied to to those actual movements it's probably out of desperation it's probably out of frustration and that's if they're actually involved with those movements because a lot of this rioting and looting are just people co-opting said movement or or just doing it because they feel like they can get away with it because of the unrest that's going on right now not because they actually want to say anything but even for those that do and it somehow leads to that well that's because this this construct this or this social contract that, that we've created it's not working for them and if you truly want the the uh looting and rioting to stop you need to address why it's not working for them because otherwise you can't just expect peace to to come to you when you're not doing anything to help others that that haven't benefited from the things you
1: have. And it, it, is, it is, you know, I, I'm paraphrasing MLK when he said that peace is not just the absence of, of tension or the absence of upset. It's the presence of some sort of affirmative justice. And I get it. And for those people saying, oh, you know, they... They need to just be peaceful. What the fuck do you think has been going on for the last? Like, what yeah. do you think Colin Kaepernick was? What do you think? Yeah. There have been numerous, extremely peaceful protests for years and they were, you ignored them or you actively antagonized them because they were kneeling during your football game during the national anthem. Um, so, hey, the peaceful protest didn't work. This is what you get yeah sorry and then i mean (laughs) that's really what it is like you you can't just ignore people or intentionally antagonize them and hope they go away yeah and you you know i think all of this is
0: even more evident by the fact that obviously with these federal troops and these federal um, agents and officers but even with local policemen the fact that they've showed um a tendency to to not discriminate between peaceful protesters and actual looters and rioters is to me a, an indication that yes, all of this is broken. Like, you, like, if, if, if be peacefully protesting is going to get you tear gassed and and shot in the face with a rubber bullet or mm-hmm. being ho- constantly uh, uh, hit by a baton over and over by some unmarked, unidentified officer, then <laughs> how can <laughs> why wouldn't you? do Why wouldn't you? Right? You know. I again, yeah. I don't, I don't advocate it. I, 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 I'm not saying go, go do that, but it's you have to kind of put yourself in the situation of of, of people in these communities that have just been driven to to complete desperation because what has worked so well for, for 50% of America has been awful for them. And uh, things aren't going to get better until we actually view it that way.
1: So kind of t- on the same topic, Chad Wolf, the uh, acting DHS secretary, uh, whose name sounds like an 80s villain, Chad Wolf, uh, he he tweeted out a picture of, uh, he was like, this this violent, look at this guy, you think these are protesters, they're showing up for violence. And he tweeted a picture of a dude with a gas mat, or he tweeted a picture, this was taken off a protester, supposedly peaceful, um, and it was a shield uh, constructed out of a garbage can lid and a gas mask. <laughs> and I was like, gee, gee, Chad. Why the hell would people have shields and gas masks? It's almost like you're hitting them with batons, shooting them with rubber bullets, and launching tear gas in their faces. And also, when he says this, these are these are the violent things. They're showed up prepared. What he said was prepared for violence. It's like, dude, have you looked at your own people? They're armed yeah. to the teeth.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean that's. The great irony—he oh, he might have
1: been wearing the gas mask because of COVID too. So it's it's so funny that he's like, "Well, look, they're prepared for," and it's literally defensive weapons.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, the,
1: to defend themselves. The great
0: <laughs> irony of of this is like we're literally just months removed of, uh, you know, white uh, white people that armed to the teeth um essentially assaulting a federal building you know sound familiar like um prepared for violence um and there was nothing there was absolutely no kind of, of response there was no federal response there was no local response uh you know the the uh the security members that were already in the uh in the building they they were they they were in a I mean they didn't do anything. They just sat there and they just allowed the people to to uh to protest.
2: Uh, well, the however they, they had happened.
1: to they had to cancel so, some some debate had to get canceled because the members of the state legislature did not feel comfortable debating while forty pe 40 psychopaths with assault weapons stood above her and and yelled at her. Yeah. You know, understandable maybe. But, but uh, you know that that is that is the kind of thing that, yeah. Again, Chad Wolf would be fine if if people showed up with uh, machine guns to these to these events. Yeah. He doesn't like that they show up with gas masks to to, to prevent you from tear gassing them, though. That means you're yeah. prepared for violence. It's <laughs>
3: gonna get to a point where pretty soon it's not just gonna be like asking for equality. It's gonna be starting to get revenge territory where they're going to just be fed up by no one listening to them and no action being taken that pretty soon, if it keeps going like this, there's going to, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be like like a whole on civil war, but
1: I mean, it could conceivably be the kind of thing that happened in the trouble, the Northern Ireland, which is, you know, the same kind of thing. uh, A lot of demonstrations by the, uh, the Irish and England would use uh, tear gas and quote-unquote non-lethal rounds and batons to quell it. And, of course, you know, that didn't do anything <laughs> and created the IRA. <laughs> proceeded to just start, blow, uh, you know, full-blown terrorism is, is what the... That's, and, that's anyway. what's
3: going to happen. But, the, the
1: th- and you say that, it's funny that you say that, thinking about this the other day. I don't think it'll ever go that way in the U.S., Uh, today at least it did in the past I mean it happened time and time again in the past Uh, the entire you know in in the turn of the century you know hundreds of bombs were sent by anarchist terrorists to a bunch of rich people hoping to overthrow the capitalist system like this type of thing has happened in the United States before it's interesting that it's not you know as much as you turn on Fox News and oh my God they're spray painting on the courthouses this is Far more peaceful than stuff that you saw yeah. in
2: the 60s, and far more peaceful. Like it's I not mean, even a, it's, a, a comparison. Go ahead. It just seems like if if
3: this if things keep getting worse, then eventually, like they're not going to have another choice but to actually fight back.
0: Well, I yeah. mean, I I. I don't really think this is going to lead to any kind of civil war. If anything, uh, my fear is the opposite uh, direction. I feel like if we've already, you know, when I say we, I mean um, the media, um, Congress, uh, failures uh, from our institutions have already validated and empowered Donald Trump quite a bit. Um, So you think it's just going to get worse? Well, I mean, I think um, if this... Trend of him being unchecked keeps going. It's, it's just going to be a, a, a situation where you're going to uh, see these peaceful protests be um, be completely overwhelmed with with uh, violent force. And you know, I, I don't think the response is going to actually be violence. I, I think at some point, it, it, it's just our country. Becoming numb towards authoritarianism, uh, becoming complacent to it, and it just slowly—again, I, I hate to use the, the Nazi or Hitler co- uh, comparison. I don't think it has to be one to one, but you could get to a point where uh, the Republican Party or Donald Trump himself just reaches a, a point where he—he's never going to get checked in any kind of way, and. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that's far not scarier than the Civil War. I don't want to be part in any uh, part of any scenario, but it's more plausible to me that he goes unchecked. Uh, the, the The Republican Party is 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 okay with nominating a Trump a Trump Jr. Just keeping that line going, and this is this is just going to be our hell for the foreseeable future. That would be my concern.
1: I would not have thought it would get worse because people don't like Trump, but I also never thought we'd be in a situation where quote unquote reasonable moderates were shrugging off a straight up fascism. <laughs> just like the most simply articulated fascism, just being like, No, no, that's it's not because uh, you know, they have permits. They have these uh, federal officers have the proper permits to do this kind they have the fascism permits and they have the paperwork all in order. It's all it's all good. Um, that I, I never thought we'd reach time, I guess, in, in 2016. Um, but here we are. So you're, you know what? You're probably right. It probably is. So, in a year from now, it's going to be people actually dis- being disappeared, and people are yeah. going to be like, well, you know, they really shouldn't be, uh, you know, he shouldn't have peed on the courthouse property. I mean, uh, you know, that's what you get. You get disappeared yeah. and <laughs> taken into the Trump coup. We, they we let him go eventually. Yeah, we normalize so much already. You know, where
2: we, it's like those people on the we, internet
1: who defends, they let they let him out. Not everybody died in the gulags. They let him out, so you know, all good. No harm, no foul.
3: <laughs> so it's, let's say that Biden wins the election. Do you think Trump will stand down?
0: Um, no, but that might just be a t- different conversation altogether. Um, what I honestly think, what isn't int- like, what I think is something we might have to address is if Biden wins the uh, election, where do we go from there in terms of addressing policing in America? Because even you know this <laughs> now seemingly dream scenario where Joe Biden becomes the next president of the United States, he himself has been a face of of uh of what policing in america is today you know he's he's been a part of of this this movement to to increase the police state to um to eliminate crime not through community outreach or or through mental health sources but to simply fund the police and military militarize the police so I'm wondering if he's elected, is there going to be a change of heart? Obviously he did this back in 94, I believe is when he, when, when he um, supported the crime bill. Um, is, is he going to, you know, he's tried to be an ally for Black Lives Matter. Um, he's trying to, uh, to reach out to more liberal and more leftist movements, um, not necessarily just rely on his uh, moderate credentials over the last couple of, of weeks. But I'm wondering if a if a Joe Biden administration is even going to be particularly interested in in addressing these issues in a meaningful manner, if that makes sense?
2: Yeah, it does. Um...
1: I think it, it depends on who you ask. I think they would is not as radical as a lot of the people still out in the streets want, um, but I think they would do what many of those people would call. Very sort of lukewarmed over proposals. <laughs> yeah. I don't, and and you know, and I'm not disparaging. You know, a lot of those. I think a lot of the proposals. You know, getting rid of qualified immunity, which which uh, protects police officers from legal liability from when they rights That sounds like a great reform. Uh, you know, all, the, the democratic reform agenda is actually not is actually pretty good. Um, Again, it's not going to be the most extreme, what the most extreme people, you know, police departments are still going to exist um, under this agenda, but and, and still going to exist basically in the way they exist now. But, yeah. um, you know, it's yeah. not. And, and, you know, the question that, you know, the next question is are, are there still going to be per- demonstrations after, after, if, Biden wins. Um, I would say that
2: Biden winning would probably take a lot of the air Um, at least, you know, initially, <laughs> I think it would too.
0: I, I think um, for as
2: horrible as word.
0: it is, uh, I think Donald Trump's almost even like. I don't, I don't want to use the word comical, but it, he's he's so absurdly evil, you know. Like he, yeah. it's it's almost like he is just a villain, and the fact that he can, um, the fact that he does present that aura about him, I think, does enrage people. It, I feel, in a justifiable manner, because ultimately he is doing horrible things. But I think simply Joe Biden's mannerism and his um, his moderation would probably the wind out of a lot of these movements at least the first year or maybe second year um i don't know though. i mean i, I don't want to speak for uh, for a lot of, of people here because a lot of this is is carried out because of racial injustice and they you know I, I don't i haven't i am a minority here in america but i'm i i can't pretend to know what it's like to be black in america and I can't. i can't speak for, for that movement and, and say that it's good for them, they're gonna think that, that things are gonna be any better under Joe Biden, you know, of all people. Sam, you want uh, to share some of your thoughts uh, regarding, um, again, uh, uh, we need to give this, this segment a name, I'm not sure what it is, but it's history time with Sam uh, for today. And you wanted to talk about something that happened um, 55 years ago, um, the uh, enactment of the uh, Social Security Act of 1965, I believe. Is that true? Is that accurate? Yes,
3: sir. That is accurate. Um, cool.
0: Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Well, it it basically started off when, uh, in 1961, um, Lyndon Baines Johnson was giving the State of the Union, and he
2: basically said, um, Hold on, I'm looking for the quote. He basically said, Our aim is not only to relieve the symptoms of poverty, but to cure it,
3: and above all, to prevent it. He he basically started, you know, the war on poverty. And in 1965, in July 19th, the Social Security Act was signed because of it. Um this this um this uh Social Security Act was actually part of a it had a lot of stuff it did a lot of stuff for people who did not have or not middle class or not, you know, upper class and it actually helped decrease the the poverty in the nation for quite a while until the, the the recession of 2008 um it started the poverty started to go down for a long time which is pretty miraculous for when we th- when think about it now we think of it
2: as maybe failed i don't know but the so the social security act
3: uh enacted the Medicare, or enacted Medicare and Medicaid. Um, I always forget which one is which, but I think Medicaid is for people in the poverty. Is that correct? And Medicare is for older people, like seniors?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
3: Okay. So that, like, changed um, a bunch of people who were not able to get health insurance because of their age or because of their how much they that they didn't get insurance from a job. They also this this kind of surprised me. I didn't realize that this the Social security act nineteen sixty five enacted this, but the food stamp oh, People food now
2: stamps. are talking, huh? Yeah, food stamps. Yeah, people are now talking about how
3: food stamps are just there to buy, like, sodas and, you know, candies for their kids. But really, it's still an important part of, I don't want to say American culture, but it's still a really important part of
2: American citizens who desperately need help to pay for food. You know, it's, it's, um, hold on, let me, yeah, it's just crazy how the, I have a, I have a, yeah, I have, so I'm looking at this graph
3: right now that no one else can see but me, and I apologize
2: about that, um. But it's it states that where is it? I'm trying to. Anyway, it basically states that
3: the poverty line, when when the Social Security uh, Act was put into law, that the poverty line started to go down um, through several years, through through Nixon, through Ronald Reagan. It even went down a little bit during Bill Clinton's time, but then it kind of rose up again because of because of just Lyndon Baines Johnson wanting to... Oh, well, he says he's, this one quote, which I really like. We shall not rest until this war is won, Johnson said. The richest nation on Earth can afford to win it. We cannot afford to lose it. He was so wrapped up in this that I don't know. It's just crazy how how he basically enacted this just because of the poverty line, which was going which was very high back back when he was president.
2: What were you gonna say, Daniel? Um,
1: I wanted to talk about another uh, Ronald Reagan spoke out of, against uh, Medicare in 1961. He actually put an album out. Uh, I believe it was called, Ronald Reagan speaks out against socialized medicine. Um, and really? he, and it, you can find it. Yeah, you can find it. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious. It's very alarmist. And he basically says, uh, look, people, if you do this, this is the end of America. The socialists will come. They will take away your freedom. Uh, we can say right now, quote, we can say right now that we these individual living. one of the traditional methods of imposing status on people has been by the way of medicine um, basically uh, he said that medicare would turn the united states into a socialist health um, and i think sam i think you'd agree that he's um, 100% right so now if you could just talk a little more about
2: yeah that's, uh, that's about in the praises of social yeah Oh yeah. Go on.
0: yeah, yeah, so yeah. He right. actually got rid of poverty right. once and for all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I I was always pretty fascinated by Lyndon B. Johnson. Um, just he, his presidency to me is is fairly complex. Um, obviously, he forever lived in the shadow of 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 Kennedy. Um, after he was ushered in as president after his uh, after Kennedy's assassination. After and just got kind of fascinating. Yeah, after Johnson um, hired, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but it's I, I've always found him to to be uh, very very intriguing in, the, in just that juxtaposition between what he did when it came comes to civil rights and when it came to um, enacting uh, these uh, social security uh, reforms, um, these war on poverty reforms. But also, obviously, he was always haunted by the war in Vietnam, um, where he very obviously made mistakes. Um, and that really ended up defining his presidency and obviously led to him not seeking re-election. But his, his, term, his, his time in office has always been something I found fascinating. He's not my favorite president, per se, um, but I do think he's one of the more interesting ones.
3: I mean,
2: he dealt with a lot of of what we're facing today, and he what, dealt with and it, it. What? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? Well,
1: I was gonna say that he. It was a. Uh, you know, it was at the moment. You know, obviously, no people didn't know this then, but I mean, the civil rights movement, the. The complete switching of the great unrest in the parties, uh, where the South, you know, the Democratic Party lost the South yeah. for yeah. Um, and here's a Texas Republican, and not, not, not some sort of uh, you know, he lives in Texas, but
2: I mean, um, I'm referring to George W. Bush, but this, this guy was hardcore Texan. I mean, uh, um, not. <laughs> Not a liberal, nor in the normal way we, uh, today. Yeah. Because that, it just didn't. It wasn't the type of the, that. wasn't the restructuring. So, yeah, you, you had a very complex situation. And I mean, he. I mean, obviously, the Vietnam War was
3: the the one thing that I mean that, like you said, guys, defined his presidency, but it's just crazy how he enacted the Civil Rights Act of, I think, it's 1965, right?
2: The that Civil Rights right. Act? Yeah. Um. And 64. Also, oh, 64? Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought it was 65. Well, anyway, I mean, it's just even with all of this, I can't think of the right word, but even like with all of
3: this weight on his shoulders, he was still able to, I, I mean, I don't like to say this, but very much, but make America a better place for people to live.
0: Well, I, do, yeah. I definitely do think he did some things that, Still stand today, even against um, an amazing amount of resistance and backlash. You know, to this very day, we're still seeing attempts to gut Social Security,
1: um, to gut uh, uh, Medicare. They would never, call, they would never say Get rid of it. it's a socialist hellhole because they know it's now that it's actually law. It's extremely popular, and everybody loves it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so but I know, mean, exactly. even even
0: if you look at this recent uh, stimulus push, you know, there's still Uh, Donald Trump is still pushing for a payroll tax cut uh, or uh, uh, a payroll holiday, as as they want to call it, tax holiday. Um, It didn't go through. I think they just announced today that it's not going to be part of the package. But that is very much an attempt. I mean, those are the FICA taxes. That is very much an attempt to to gut uh, funding for Social Security. So So they uh, can turn around and say, oh, it's...
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like here you go, game.
0: more money for you. But it's uh, the, obviously the long term plays to, yeah. uh, to just defund it, <laughs> defund yeah. social security. Um, but yes, uh, you know, again, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson is a complex presidency, and a lot of his uh, monumental achievements and a lot of his failures are still still live with
1: us today. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that too. Reagan was a terrible president but you should pick up his how social security and medicare
2: will turn us into nazi germany yeah it's Uh, a banger banger. (laughs) all right well i do appreciate that and
0: we are really pretty much out of time so i do just want to say uh once again to our lovely listeners thank you so much for joining us today Uh, i hope you enjoyed our conversations sam daniel I want to thank you both um, once again i uh, love discussing what's going on with both of you so thank you so much thank you, you for having me guys i really enjoyed thank it you. of course well to our listeners i just want to say goodbye i want to say thank you for listening to friendly reminder and we'll see you all next week